Hey friend, do you want to offer meaningful learning solutions that create behavior change, fit in the flow of work, and yield real results for your nonprofit? If yes, this is the podcast for you. Join me as I explore instructional design and leadership development best practices, as well as change management, belonging, and influence. If we haven't met yet, I'm Heather and I've been in your shoes. I'm a learning and development consultant and founder of Skill Masters Market. Before starting my business, I led learning and leadership development initiatives for a large national nonprofit. I know what it's like to need to develop your staff quickly and effectively and to build the relationships and cut through the organizational layers to be successful. And I'm bringing all of that to you in this podcast. So block your calendar, turn off your Teams or Slack chat, and let's dive in. It's learning for good. Have you ever created a training but realized staff just didn't want to attend? Maybe you facilitated or observed and you saw the hesitation or worse, the resistance from the learners. Sometimes our staff aren't ready to change. They haven't bought in to the change. So how do we create that buy-in? In today's episode of Learning for Good, I'm going to share an approach that I used in a virtual instructor-led training for a national nonprofit focused on the early childhood years. Let's dive into this week's episode of Learning for Good. All right, let's talk about how we can create buy-in for staff development. So I was working with a national nonprofit and creating a training that would require learners to review some information that they already knew. Boring, right? Except the approach to implementing this information was new. And there were some critical actions that the organization wanted these learners to take. So for example, the approach was relationship focused and it was intentionally inclusive. And so it prompted the learner to not just do the thing that maybe they had always done, but to consider the inequities, the perceptions, the cultural differences, and how their quote-unquote client would respond to what the learner needed them to do. So how do we take information that might seem like a review and create buy-in so learners actually want to learn and implement this new approach? simple discussion. I structured the entire course to be discussion-based. No lecture allowed. Why did this work? The discussions were designed to recognize the learner's existing experiences as they shared how they had done things in the past, what worked, what didn't, what those challenges were. The discussions were also designed to allow learners to share their expertise with each other. Again, they had been doing some of this stuff. It was a review in some cases, and they were experienced in their field. This element of peer learning is so important to creating a feeling of autonomy. The discussions were also designed to prompt learners to think about how this approach would be valuable in their work. So they're starting to envision how they might use this new approach on the job. And that can actually help people make the change because they can see how it might help them, how it might be beneficial, and how it might fit into what they're already doing. 
And so the big question I'm sure is, did those discussions work? They did. So I combined these discussions with practice so that the learners benefited from buy-in as well as skill development. After the first class was piloted, I received excellent feedback and a real life story of how this impacted a learner on the job. They implemented the new approach and it worked. And that will only add to the buy-in from other learners as they continue to offer this training. So how can you apply this to your work as a nonprofit L&D leader? Ask your team how they are leveraging discussions and synchronous learning environments. So what does that look like? What discussion? <laughs> That's such a um, general term, but design those discussions with questions like, Tell me about a time that you experienced a situation like this one that we're discussing now. What went well? What challenged you? You're forcing them to reflect on what they have seen, what they have heard, what they experienced, what they felt, what they enjoyed, what they liked, what went well, and also what challenged them. What were the struggles? What were the barriers? Another question might be, how could this new approach or skill be valuable to you? Again, making them think about the benefits and making them put it into context of their work. Will it save you time to use this new approach or to have this new skill? Will it help you build better relationships so that you can do your job better, easier, quicker? What would the value be? if you implemented this new approach or skill. And then another question would be, how could you envision using this approach or this skill on the job? Again, get them thinking about what it looks like in action. When are they gonna use it? How are they gonna use it? What resources do they need? What barriers might they face that they need to be thinking about overcoming now? How could you envision using this approach or skill on the job? Now, discussions are part of my people-first approach, so they come naturally to me. But they are essential to creating buy-in from your learners. And that buy-in helps you create the behavior change you want to see in your nonprofit. All right, friend, was this episode helpful for you? Leave a review so I know what content resonates with you. Do you know someone else who would benefit from this episode? Share it with someone you know in our field. Want more content like this in the future? Hit subscribe. I look forward to seeing you next time on Learning for Good. Hey friend, was this episode helpful for you? Did you like what you heard? Do you want more content like this? Here are three things you can do. Hit subscribe. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts or your podcast app of choice. Share this episode with a colleague. This means so much to me personally. I read every review, but it also helps me learn what content you like most so I can create more of what you want. All right, turn that Teams or Slack chat back on when you're ready, and I'll see you next time on Learning for Good.